Welcome in, everybody. This is episode 214 of We Were Gamers, a podcast about some people that used to play way more games than they currently do. And then we decided to make a podcast about games for some reason. <laughs> seems like we like we like pushing stones uphill. Yeah, seems like a plan. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm JJ and joining me tonight is I'm Michael. Yes. Uh, and that is all. Uh, Andy is on assignment, so I'm sure we'll hear back from him. Field reporting, potentially out in a literal field. Yeah, who can say? Um, You know, literally off the grid. Um, Not true. (laughs) Um, But yeah, yeah, he's on assignment, so we'll... uh, Not the the assignment for this podcast, either, just, you know, in life. Uh, So we'll find out what he was up to next week, maybe, or not, and it'll be a mystery for all time. Uh, So, you know, we'll... Me and Michael here are going to dice it up, uh, as usual. Um, but luckily, there's stuff to talk about this week, because things have been happening. Things have been happening. And for yeah. once, we're actually timely in the recording of this podcast and the the posting of it, that it will be up before the event is over. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. That, that sounds wrong to me. It does sound... It's certainly off-brand for this podcast, that's for sure. Totally out of character. Yeah, what are we doing here? Um, I'm assuming that you are referring to the Steam sale. Yes, the Steam summer sale is on. Uh, generically, this is the time where like a bunch of games get put on sizable discount. Uh, and that seems to continue to be the case. Uh, maybe the discounts aren't as steep as they once were, but there's like 10 billion games that are on sale, so I'm sure there's something you could find for pretty cheap on there. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have, I have feelings about the Steam sale this year. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, and I think maybe weirdest for me is I don't know that I'm going to actually buy anything from the sale this year. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it certainly reaches a point after you've seen enough Steam sales that you're like, eh, not really into any of this. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's certainly stuff on my wish list that's at a good point deal price right now but then i i stop and think well when would i be getting to this what do i still have to play that i already own that is in line in front of this and realistically would i get to it before the next sale yeah and it it, completely fair uh you know because there will be a, a next sale uh probably you know the the summer one is traditionally one of the bigger ones, and then the winter one they have, you know, around the Christmas, uh, New Year time frame have been the traditional big ones. Yep. But they're going to have a fall one. They're yeah, going to have yeah, a... they usually do. Uh, yeah, like in recent years, they definitely have anyway. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty reasonable, I think. It's been, uh, it's been wild, man. I, uh, I also have not bought anything. The couple things I was looking at getting are kind of on, like marginal discount it's not like you know they're they're not full price but it's like 15 percent off they're just too new you know yeah yeah i'm staring at the uh right near the top of my list i'm staring at these cold steel games yeah man uh we're gonna come back to the steam sale now because andy's not here to derail the podcast (laughs) it's it's time for the cold steel hour starring michael and jj let's do it uh, so I've been playing, uh, the, the Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3, uh, recently. I actually just finished it. Michael, let me tell you. Did it live up to the hype? Oh, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it, the game is long, like really, okay. you know, it, I mean, it, look, this is a JRPG. So, you know, these games take a while. That's not news to anyone. Yep, 40 to 60 hours is a pretty good rough estimate. My playtime is 104. Ooh. Um, which is long. That's real long. Uh, is that the most of any of these in the the series? A bunch of them Probably. I did in like 40s, 50s, 40s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, so this is my most. Uh, there were also a few times where like I left it on and went and did other stuff, but that's not any different for any other RPG these days. I just get interrupted, you know? Right. Um, 
Wow. Okay, where do I want to start? You know, I, I think the way to explain this series to people, and I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but is, you know, the Trails series is the MCU of video games. That's, that, that's a good parallel. I like that, that. That's what this is. They, I, and, you know, uh, there's a Cold Steel 4 coming out, um, and uh, there are trailers up for that on the internet. Uh, don't watch them if you haven't played <laughs> Cold Steel. Yes. Two the or first, three? <laughs> the first thing I saw when I saw someone post the, the trailer for Cold Steel 4, which was a very nice thing to do, and I know Andy would appreciate this if he were here, is they posted in the, like, right up front, don't watch this if you want to avoid spoilers. And I will say that this company, Falcom, that makes these is bad about this in their trailers just in general because their trailers likes to show they like to show the anime cutscenes they like to show like cool dramatic moments and stuff which are inherently the spoilery parts of games especially story-based games like these yep um but they also show like the cool like s crafts and the the fun like big flashy moves so like those parts are kind of okay to watch but they then intercut them with scenes that are like inherently spoiler filled just by showing you that certain characters are around or certain characters are with other characters or characters are in certain recognizable locations yeah you can put the pieces together yeah and well let me tell you you think you can put the pieces together you're wrong you can't put these pieces (laughs) together (laughs) you don't know what's gonna happen and uh, I will tell you that uh, you know, this game was quite long. Uh, I also did like try to do most everything. I got most of the achievements. I got okay. uh, you know, so like, I got every every master quartz. I got all the profile updates. You know, all the little like um, you know level fight seven hundred battles and do three hundred burst attacks and do you know all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, raise your affinity to max and all that kind of stuff that they added. Um, I also used Cheat Engine a little bit because the game is one of those that gives you like limited points to do your uh, your events with your classmates and stuff. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, here's your during your free time, you have like six points or whatever, and then you can go use those to spend time with your students or with your other teachers or whatever. And uh, you know, then it's like, then there are eight options or whatever, so you can't do all of them. So I said no, and I wanted to do all of them, and then I did. I want to see it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Cheat Engine is great for that. It just lets you edit that stuff in. It's just like freeze the point number until I say don't. Uh, I did run into one point <laughs> doing that where in order to progress, the game require Normally when you do that, you could choose not to use all of them, right? If you're like, ah, oh, I don't really want to do this. Uh, you know, I'm good. There are a few points in that game where it requires you to hit zero in order to progress the story. So like to use them all. Okay, and so, I, yeah, like like story beats where you get your money stolen kind of thing. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like you have to use all these points, and then once all the points are done, something triggers and happens, right? Yeah. And uh, I had been, you know, like going through and doing all the events, and I forgot to unfreeze the number, so I had like four left, and I had done them all. Mm-hmm. And I was like running all around trying to figure out what the heck and like why it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't advance. And it was like, uh, oh, <laughs> this is bad. Uh, so I loaded up a quick save from like, uh, the game auto saves for you, which is so good. So good that they do this. I uh, love that. Yeah. And you can set the frequency in the, the menu somewhere, um, how frequent the auto saves are. Yeah. Uh, and so I just rolled back maybe like 10, 15 minutes to where I hadn't done the last one. Uh, and then I set the number to one and then the last one used it and triggered the thing. Nice. Um, so no problems there, but man, um, so you've played the first two games right first yes. ch- first chapter and second chapter yes trails in the sky trails in the sky okay so you remember the end of first chapter of trails in the yes. sky yes i do and they give you a brutal cliffhanger yeah with joshua uh-huh this game's pretty bad too <laughs> uh yeah, there's a pretty brutal cliffhanger at the end of this. And I mean, not a spoiler to say that there's a there's a four coming out. So Right, um, yeah. They're not just gonna leave it hanging indefinitely. Right. And from what I've read from people on the internet, like four does resolve everything. Okay. Uh, you know, or as much as these games ever resolve everything, because then there's sure. you know, more of them coming out after that even. Um But uh it, so really, really cool. Um 
super enjoyed playing that and it was you know like i said 100 hours so that you know and this is i bought this game back in march or something and i finished it <laughs> last night <laughs> nice. yes how uh i was curious uh, so i pulled it up on how long to beat and they would they say that main story plus extras is a 102 hour playthrough and completionist should put you around 129 so you're right in the ballpark yeah and you know I, I didn't get exactly every single trophy there's like scan every enemy and i didn't i missed yeah. some of those or i missed a couple uh chests here and there somewhere around the somewhere around the middle i assume i don't know um but you know i most of the achievements so i consider that pretty good um I'll probably end up going back and, and getting a couple more of those. There's like some easy ones near the beginning, apparently, that I missed. Um, okay. Don't know, don't so know how. But. Are, I, I got to ask, are these games like the Trails in the Sky games in the sense that you can carry over data from one to the next? So Cold Steel 1 carries over to Cold Steel 2. Okay. Cold Steel 2 does not carry over to 3. Interesting. And my understanding is 3 does carry over to 4. Oh, so they reset it in between. So here, you, I, get, guess if, you guess if you can figure out why this is. Okay. Um, my first guess would probably be that they don't want you to feel like you are way behind if you pick it up. Not that not necessarily that they want you to pick it up midway through the series, but if you were to pick it up on game three, you wouldn't be way outclassed by someone who'd been playing it from the beginning. And my second guess would be that because of the way that the story is told, you are potentially restarting in the same like story arc, but with different characters. So the answer is actually like not game related at all. Oh. It's because... The first two games came out on the PS3, and the second two came out on the PS4. <laughs> so it's hardware compatibility. Okay. Right. And so there was no way for them to transfer a PS3 or a PS Vita save even. I think some of these games came out on Vita. Yep. Onto a PS4. And my, my understanding is, uh, I don't know if Cold Steel 3 came out on the Xbox also. It may have. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, it definitely didn't come out on PS3. And so as a PlayStation 4, you know, era type game, um, you know, it's a it's a quite a bit more graphically demanding first off. So like mm -hmm. Cold Steel 1 and 2, which, you know, if you play them, go into the settings and turn every setting up to the max. I guarantee you whatever you have, you know, it, you know, you have a gaming PC, so I'm sure you'll be fine. Just set everything to max, you know, set the, the, set it up to like 1440p or whatever and have it down sample for you. It, yep. every setting on max is going to be awesome because the game is like a PS3 game and your computer can blow it out of the water without even breaking a sweat. 60, oh, yeah, 60 FPS, no problem. You know, whatever you want to do there. This one. Oh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> requirements here are are well below what my computer can do one and two are low requirements games three not so low uh, <laughs> as a ps4 game ps4 is quite a bit closer to what a, a standard gaming pc can do um you know like hey you could set it to run at 60 fps you know locked or whatever um but then, you know, I, I did, and you would turn, and some fields or whatever where there's lots of grass or something, all of a sudden it would be like, oh, there's 30. <laughs> yep. And, you know, then it would bounce back to 60 or whatever. Um, you know, you could fix that by, like, turning off unlimited draw distance or whatever. There's, like, some features that, you know, intent are, like, even the launcher marks them as, like, hey, man, look, <laughs> <laughs> this is here because it's easy for us to implement, but it's really overkill. You don't need this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but um, you know it looks really good, um, plays plays really well. Had no issues really with the game uh, running, at, you know. Other than like, yeah, I'm I'm trying to run it at 120 FPS or whatever, and then I turn the corner and it drops to 60. It's like, well, what do you expect, dude? You just loaded a whole new zone, right. um, that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, cool ending. I'm excited to uh, to play four whenever it comes out next year sometime. That's my uh, that'll be my next year purchase for a, a long RPG, I'm sure. Cool. The, so uh, where where does this one rank? If gosh. you would have ranked the first three games, would they just be in order? 
gosh, it's hard. So like the the thing, I think the story starts getting pretty convoluted here. Okay. I felt like the story was a bit, was, was pretty straightforward in one and a little more complicated in two, but there's like this kind of backdrop of a war going on. And that was interesting. Um, I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Uh, this one has trouble with its tone because it really swings into these like peaks and valleys, like pretty brutally, like, because it's, it tries to do this, um, the, the games take place in a school, um, the uh, military academy. And, right. uh, in the first two games, you're a student at the school, which, okay. Like, you know, you go to the school, it makes sense. In the third game, you're a teacher and, it's really hard to like reconcile the like, ah, the school life days, you know, <laughs> of the teacher running around, like talking to all his students and stuff with then the next day, it's like, let's jump in our mechs and fight a battle. <laughs> like, right. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, I guess, yeah, there are mechs in these, these games also spoilers. Um, gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hard for me to rank them. I, I, I will say by the end of two and absolutely by the time you play three, you should probably play those crossbell games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There is uh, the end. The very end of two has some stuff that is like crossbell they're directly crossbell related. And if you hadn't played it at the time, you're just going to be kind of like, this is weird. Like who are these people? And they don't really tell you. In three, though, there's just, like, people referencing Crossbell stuff left and right. And Uh, there are characters from Crossbell, and you see characters from those games again, and it's meant to be, like, this cool coming home thing, and you're just like, I don't know who this is. (laughs) Right, it falls flat if you haven't played those games. Yeah, and of course, you can just breeze through it, and, like, the game is still playable completely fine, but you're not going to enjoy, like, seeing these people again the way it's intended to be uh, if you haven't done that. So... Um, yeah, I know, uh, the Geofront translation of Trails to Azure is ongoing, apparently. So we can only hope it takes them less time than it took them to do the Trails to Zero. Yep. They, they seem to think it will. So that would be great news because, uh, that game was really good when I played it with a bad translation. So I would love to play it with a good one. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked this game. It's good. Um, it's hard not to like it when it ends on such like a cliffhanger like that. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, you know, you just want to know, um, know how it goes. I think the, the thing I will say, and I think it's true that the first game and the second game are kind of, uh, the, the battle system is an, is pretty different from the sky games, right? Because it turns out there were two games in between that no one had played or no one, no one in English had played. Uh, where they kind of like evolve the battle system some. And so when you play in order all the way from like sky games, crossbell games, and then these cold steel games, you see the evolution a lot more clearly and it doesn't feel like such a break. Um, like it did cause I didn't play them in that order. Right. I played the cold steel ones one and two first before I went back. Right. And so the battle system in, in cold steel one and two then felt like really different to me. And they just like, it's always just added. They're just adding more stuff on top. It doesn't feel like they're ever changing anything underneath. It's always like the system just has more complicated stuff on top. So like if you jumped into cold steel three, I don't know how you would figure out how all this stuff works. There's so many systems. You got to have your combat links. You got to have your spells set up. There are still lines, but the lines don't actually matter for what spells you get anymore, which is at least something. (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of nice but at the same time why yeah so then why do they still have the lines right why don't they just have like a grid or something uh and then you know you have these master quartz which are like big quartz that don't fit in the lines and those have special properties and you get a bunch of bonuses from the first one but you you can equip a second one now and the second one you get like half the stats or like even less and then it's it's just a big (laughs) it's a big pile of stats and I mean, like all these games, I feel it's pretty easy to kind of just go off and create really overpowered, broken characters, right? Right. It's like stack all the action point, the speed and action points you can, stack all of the strength you can, and just run in and mash the attack button. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. 
you'll eventually just become way, way too powerful, and, and sword, that'll be the sword game. Sword go burr. Exactly, yes, sword go burr. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it, I enjoyed the simplicity of the, the Sky games. Uh, and by third, it's getting pretty complicated because there's a lot of people and a lot of gems and stuff you have to manage in third. But man, it just got really to be a lot by the time I was <laughs> I was getting through the cold steel stuff. I I had like so much of the little uh crystals in my inventory. I had like 10,000 of every crystal and just like nothing to spend them on. It's like I don't want any of these like gems anymore. Who cares? Like there was no point. That's good because in the in the Trails in the Sky games, those can get a little tight if you're not careful about budgeting or or you know you haven't spent a lot of time grinding for them yeah and that's a bummer and to be fair you know i didn't play on the hardest difficulty i played on normal um right. I, i'm sure if you played on a harder one you would need more of this stuff in order you would need the stats that the upgraded version of those um the quartz provide in order for you to like survive and stuff right mm-hmm. um so i definitely didn't need that and i just kind of breezed through it as a result and because there's so much customization available to you when you like you have the quartz themselves which provide a bunch of stat bonuses the master quartz which provide different stat bonuses you can change all that around and you have all these different combinations of them they all do different things it gets to the point where you're like oh well i only have one of these like super good spells quartz and i can't afford to get any more so i'll just stick this one on my one guy and then like i'll just have this other person do something else they're clearly meant to be like a you know a magic caster but if I just stack enough speed on them, like, you know, we'll, we'll worry about the cast time, you know, not too bad. We can figure it out, you know? So, um, yeah, it's good. I, again, I really enjoyed the game. It's just the, it has, the battles got to be a lot by the time I got to the end. Um, gotcha. So I have more opinions about like the mech combat and stuff, but there's a, you should play that before we talk about it because otherwise I'm going to like spoil a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense till you play it. All right, so we'll circle back to this in a couple hundred episodes. <laughs> yeah, I I do I really do recommend it, and those games are so good. Um, yeah, definitely, and you know, like uh, try to follow a spoiler free ish guide so that you can see all the cool stuff, and maybe use Cheat Engine or whatever so you don't have to play it multiple times. Because especially those first two games did the thing where it's like, ah, there's some stuff you can't see unless you're on New Game Plus. Yep, and that sucks. So get a save and, and start on new game plus is my recommendation. <laughs> Just carry nothing over and then play the game as if it was normal game. Yep. Um, all right. So we were talking about the steam sale before I derailed the podcast. Uh, so let's circle back around. Um, they did add some new stuff in the steam sale this year. They added these points. Have you messed yeah. with this stuff at all? I, I have not. Because the name seemed ironic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they added this whole new point system and they arbitrarily gave you a balance of points based on your past Steam history, I'm assuming. So my understanding is the way the, the, way the points work is you buy money, or sorry, you spend money on Steam, you get points. So you, you spend a dollar, you get 100 points. And the they gave you some amount of points based on your spend in the last certain amount of time. I have no uh, idea how they decided how far back to go. Um, I just I showed up and then there were points already for me. It seems like it was a pretty arbitrary decision. And also there are like a lot of things to spend money on, but also kind of none of them matter. Yeah, it's a lot of animated stickers and avatar frames and like backgrounds. Profile, profile backgrounds. Yeah, and it's like, well, do, do you, does anyone look at your profile on Steam? I mean, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Doubtful, you know, like, uh, and then you know, like these little animated emoticons or whatever to put in chat. To your, your in the Steam chat, you can't buy these stickers and stuff unless you own that game. Oh, I don't think I realized that. So if I want to buy the 
you know, like one of these Disco Elysium ones, I can do that because I own Disco Elysium. The same with the backgrounds, right? Yep. Um, you know, if the background is from a specific game, you have to own that game in order to buy the background. But I can't just like go buy the CSGO ones or whatever. I don't own CSGO. I can't buy the ones from Doom because I don't own Doom. Well, so like, why did they make all this stuff? <laughs> that seems odd. It's not a store anymore. Like, it's a store for stuff you could already get through like trading cards and stuff, I guess. I don't know who wants this, I guess. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I did not see the point. Yes. You know, you can spend a bunch of points to make your avatar have, like, a gold border for 30 days. Okay. <laughs> like, how, how often am I chatting to people through Steam that they would even see my gold border, <laughs> you know? Not often enough to make it worth it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you get the points for free with your, well, for free. You get the points every time you purchase something anyway. So you're just going to accumulate these points. But like, again, you know, I I don't really care about them. I, I don't need a background for my profile. I don't need, you know, weird chat stickers. So it's kind of a weird one for sure. Um, you can get one free sticker a day if you go in and click on the the, the shop. Um, and they limited the amount of cards you can get this year. Huh? Is it? Yeah, I think last year or the last couple years, you could do your discovery queue and you would get a, a card for the sale, right? Yeah. You used to be able to do that like two or three times a day. Now, yeah, one, once past. a day. Wow. Yeah, so that's uh that's a little strange. Um I guess as a result the uh the card prices are a little bit higher this year. Oh makes sense. Supply and demand. So, you know, if you want to sell your cards for eight cents instead of five, uh you can do that this year. Just a weird just weird overall. Like I, I'm you know, these these stickers and the backgrounds and the profiles and stuff aren't tradable either. So it's not like you can buy them with points and then sell them for credit like you can with the cards. Nope. It's just stuff for you. Really strange. Yeah, I don't know. Uh you know, we've we've talked about this in the past, the direction that these sales have gone in compared to what they used to be. Yeah. I'm but. yeah. I'm just so I'm. I don't know who wants this, man. I you know this is like a Steam level feature. It's not even individual games, although individual games are are clearly opting into it. I yeah. I just don't. I, I don't know who this is for. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a. It feels like something that that didn't really need to exist. Yeah. Ex- yes. That's a good way to put it. All right. Well, uh, there is also a generic just discount. Uh, I believe once per se- once per this sale, you can spend thirty dollars and get five dollars off that purchase. Uh, thirty dollars or more. So if you spend fifty dollars, you still get five dollars off. Um, go check that out, people. If you're looking for some cheap games, there are literally a billion games on sale. I think I don't know how many there are. Oh yeah, yeah, just about everything in the store. So. We'll, uh, we'll leave Steam as it is uh, and move on to some other stuff. Uh, Michael, you mentioned this, I think, on last podcast. And I know you and Andy have been tracking desperately trying to find copies of this thing. It's the hot ticket out there. Let's talk about the Ring Fit. Yeah, so Ring Fit Adventure. Um, we had Ryan on a while ago, I think when it first came out. Oh right, yeah. Oh he, wow, I totally he had, forgot. He had picked, yeah, he had picked one up like right when it came out, and told us about his struggles getting up the stairs uh, <laughs> after he was done with his first workout. And uh, I can confirm that he's he was not wrong in his description. Is this relatable? <laughs> uh, yeah, it it was relatable. Um, so I managed to get so the the game had disappeared basically when i think right around when all the pandemic stuff started and it was apparently because resellers were buying up 
every copy they could get their hands on and flipping it for crazy prices because the sub the supply originally was not there to meet the unexpectedly high demand mm. i mean i guess it makes sense right people are locked inside they want to get some exercise equipment yeah play a game and and if it doubles as your workout then so much the better so it i guess it's taken a while for nintendo's numbers to finally start to catch back up but in the last couple of weeks it started going back on sale you know every every couple of days on in different places here in the states and so i managed to snag a copy two weeks ago now and it showed up last week and so i fired it up okay so you're deep in the 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 adventure <laughs> Have you been um, keeping up with it as like a uh, a form of exercise, or are you just kind of playing it through to see it? So uh, I'm at the at the moment. I just sort of played through the first world to see how it was. Um, but I might I might go back to it more regularly because uh, it actually was a a pretty good workout. So what kind of stuff do they have you doing here? So it's an interesting blend between. Um, between you know light jogging and running um and then you're using the ring at the same time as kind of a resistance band so you you when you first do the setup you create your avatar and put in all of your um like age and health and weight stuff that's also normal for a fitness type game um and then there's like a 5 minute cutscene where they introduce you to the the story that they've skinned the whole thing with and then they drop you into it. You are you are basically imagine being in like a Sonic the Hedgehog level where you're kind of running along a, a, a set path. And there are there are different levels that you can sort of jump up to or fall down to as you're running. Um, and then there are objects around or in the path that you can interact with using the ring. Uh, so the ring uses its resistance band features for you to have sort of two options, two or three options. You can pull out on the ring and it turns it into a vacuum to pull things towards you. Or you can squeeze on the ring and it like fires rings of energy out away from you. Okay. And so you can use those to like shatter crates or to open up doors or to pull coins towards you. Got it. Um, and then you can also hold the ring out and turn it so it faces downward. And then if you squeeze on it, it basically works kind of like a jetpack. So it hovers you up off the ground. Um, so you can collect like arcs of coins that are up over the path. Okay, gotcha. That's like a um, cute so way of making you jump without you having to actually jump. Yeah. Um and then you you know there are there are things like stairs so you have to do high knees to get up the stairs. Um and it it can sense the difference because one of the Joy-Con controllers is in the ring but the other one is strapped to your thigh. Oh, okay. So it is so also like, tracking your like leg movement. Yes, so it can tell the difference between when you're lightly jogging and when you're running harder and your your character responds to the pace that you set cool uh and then so stacked on top of that there is also uh from time to time you will run into battles so kind of rpg style where they in the middle of the path or you'll encounter an enemy and it'll launch you into a battle screen and then the battles themselves are interval training so you can it's a mixture of things like doing squats or holding yoga poses or doing like sitting down and doing leg lifts, like bringing your knees up to your chest. Um, and if you get the, the timing and the form down, right, then you execute a successful attack. I gotcha. So it's like you do five sets of crunches or five sets of squats or whatever, and then go back yeah. and, do five sets of yoga pose or something like this. Yeah, exactly. And so you have a, um, 
kind of like it actually re- it would remind you of the um the action bar that's across the bottom in Xenoblade Chronicles, all the little circles. Oh yeah, uh-huh. So you have that kind of bar across the bottom and you select which exercise you want to do and you go through it and you know it sets a certain number of them for you to do and halfway through it picks up the pace so you have to do them faster. Uh, and then when you're done, there's a cooldown, so you can't just do the same thing over and over again. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so you you know run and and interval train your way through each level, and then sort of Super Mario style, there are levels broken down into eight. I think it's eight worlds, and so you work your way through the worlds, and there's a boss at the end of each world which requires much more, uh, many more intervals through um, before you knock his health all the way down. Gotcha. So it's like a really big workout to get through the boss. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool, man. So Yeah, know. so it's a neat, it's a neat way to skin, uh, like, getting in a workout. So you think so? There are, you think eight worlds. You said, did you finish the first one, or you were working on the first one? I finished the first one. Okay. So about how long did that take you in terms of like? I don't want to say like playing time because I'm sure you have to like take a break at some point. <laughs> sure. So there is a there is actually a running clock that tracks your exercise time, so it pauses between levels when you stop. Oh, super smart! Wow. Yeah. Good, good yeah, job, so Nintendo. It's a good way to track how long you've actually been working out. So I think the first four took me 25 minutes, almost a half hour. Okay. And did you feel pretty good and tired at that point? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I definitely had broken a sweat. And one of the things about it that makes it that makes it easier to get into as a workout is the fact that you, you sort of approach it with that mentality of you're playing a game. Mm-hmm. And so you're not necessarily thinking about how many you know how many reps you've done of a certain exercise or how long you've been at it and so you get to the end and they put you know it puts you it does a good job of doing warm up stretching and it puts you through a cool down at the end um but yeah then you you actually step away from the playing the game and you're like oh i really feel that oh it hurts so when i walk a, up the stairs all yeah, of a sudden there's a, bit of, there's a little bit of going up was okay there was a little bit of like jelly legs coming back down yeah, it's it's interesting because that's one of those where like, oh yeah, well going up the stairs is just like the workout you just did, so that's not so bad. But then coming down, all of a sudden, all the weight is off and your legs are just like, whoa. <laughs> yep. So it was good. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, I'll go back to it this week. Uh, move on to world two, and you unlock. So you level up as part of it, and as you level up, you unlock more, um, more different workout types. Very cool. So you have more you have more variety of choices in in what you want to do. Um, and then on um, you know separate from the game, you can also just set yourself like an individual workout. Oh, so, so you could just say like, "Hey, I want to do fifty of these leg lifts, and then ten crouches or ten squats, and then." you know, 10 different of these yoga poses or whatever, you could just set it to do all that? Yeah, you can build yourself a workout. Ah, that's cool. And do you have to unlock stuff in that too? Uh, I didn't duck into that menu to see. I imagine... I would like to think maybe not. That if you're just going to build yourself a workout, they wouldn't make you unlock it, but I don't know. You never know with Nintendo. Yeah, that is true. You do never know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Cool, man. Well, I'm I'm glad that someone was able to get one that's actually using it and didn't have to buy it through a reseller. That's what's important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so well, well done with this one, Nintendo. Yeah, it sounds like, man, you know, and like Ryan said he's liked that, and now you, and I think Andy was looking to try and grab one. Um, sounds like they really did a good job on this one. I have still been uh, working my way through Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive. Um game is a billion hours long uh also (laughs) jrpgs yeah i know what am i doing buying so many of these games (laughs) um but that game is one of those ones where it's like pretty easy to just like 
go to the town, pick up 800 quests, and just turn your mind off and go farm a thousand monsters in the field. Yeah, uh, put, for, on a, yeah. put on a TV show in the background. and. Yep, so I've definitely been doing some of that, um, watching some shows and stuff. Uh, and eventually, um, my wife and I decided we wanted to try and play something together. And I got uh, one of these games during one of those bundles we talked about last week. Yeah. Have you ever heard of or played Baba Is You? I have heard about Baba Is You. I have not played it myself. Uh, the, the name of the game, Baba Is You. This game is like 100 megabytes or something. It's tiny. <laughs> Download it. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll install this. Maybe we'll play it later. And like, I turned around to go get a glass of water, and by the time I was back, it was already done. Yeah. And I was like, oh... <laughs> thought this is going to take longer. Um, this is a puzzle game. Uh, and I don't know how to describe it. It's a really hard... It's a game that's really hard to describe. It, you are this little sheep rabbit looking thing. Uh, it's 2D and you scoot around on the screen kind of up, down, left, and right. And you can push things, right? So you have these boxes on the screen. You can push them. You have words on the screen. You can push the words. And the words are like, there's each word is in a little box. So Baba is a, is a little box, is is a little box, and you is a little box. Okay. And then there might be another box that's like, flag is win. And so there's three little boxes there. And then on the other side of the map, there's a little flag, and it's glowing. And you go touch the flag, and you win. That's how you beat the level. Okay. Well, so that one was pretty easy. You just take Baba and you scoot over there and you touch the flag, you win. Well, the next one, there is no win. Win is a little box. It's off on the corner. You have to figure out how to make something into win so that Baba can touch it and then you can win, right? Huh, okay. But it's set up in this, like, maze of stones. And so you got to, you know, maneuver. And you can only push. You can't pull. So you have to figure out how to maneuver it through these mazes to get the little box out. So you think, oh, okay, this is the kind of game that this is going to be. You're going to have to push these letters around or push these flags or these rocks or, you know, navigate this river or, you know, do something so that you can get Baba to the win or, you know, like make, make something into winds that Baba can touch it. And there you go. You can do so much more than that in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It gets very difficult, I will say. Uh, And not not just because the puzzles are hard, the puzzles are also hard, but because they ha- you have to think so differently every time. And like all of a sudden you get into these ones and it's like, well, there's only one is here. How can I have both Baba is you and something is when there's only one is. Or, you know, or like the flag is on the other side of a river and water is hot, and if you, Baba touches something that's hot, he explodes, and you're dead, and they have to back up. Or <laughs> what do you do? How do you get the flag over here? Yeah, you know, and eventually you, you start to kind of figure out that there are so many things you can do with these little phrases. You know, if you push one of the boxes of Baba is you, all of a sudden you is nothing, and you can't control the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> except Oops. except to rewind right or or start over right um but you can't move any of the pieces so oh okay well something always has to be you but maybe baba doesn't have to be you what if like rock is you or flag is you <laughs> and so you can move the flag and then baba stays there <laughs> um or you know what about if you move the um like uh oh well, all of a sudden like text is you and then you can move all the text together or walls is you and you can just move all the walls <laughs> and like, you know, in a lot of cases they'll put like, you know, um, like a wall is stop and that'll be surrounded by a bunch of walls. So there's no way for you to get inside there because you can't right, go through so this. You're, you're locked into it. Certain conditions that way. Right. Or like at certain conditions, like, Hey, this flag is win. this thing is defeat and these walls are stopped. So, you know, you're not going to be able to change those because there's no way to get into those places. But then there's a bunch of other random words strewn about, and you have to figure out how to put these together to try and cause something to happen. And it is just 
mind bending, man. I, I think every night or last couple nights anyway, we've tried to play a, a level or two and we just sit here staring at the computer, both of us for about <laughs> 15 minutes and just being like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> and you just, so, yeah, I'm, I pulled up the, the store page here and I'm staring at, at a still of a level mm-hmm. and I can see there are three doors between you and the flag and it's set as key is open, key is push. So I can see where you would push two keys to unlock the door, but there are three locked doors and only two keys. Yeah, what are you going to do? There's also a rock, though, so I'm, I'm seeing where you yeah. can change that rock is key and rock is push, and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. you can use the rock to unlock the last door. Sure. Uh, you know, there's a, But then there's also like 700 other ways to solve this. <laughs> sure right like you could just set door is open right exactly you could just like make the door be open oh well all of a sudden now you can just walk through all the doors or what if you could just set walls to open (laughs) you know right or yeah take the stop away right uh and then later they start introducing new things like they introduce an and so now it's like baba is you and (laughs) um you know Uh, okay and and, you know, you can do stuff like that. Or you could be like, uh, flag and Baba is you, right? Uh, but it kind of requires the grammar to always be kind of correct. Not, you know, strictly correct. But, like, you can't put, like, you is Baba. That won't work. Right. It has to be It has to be in a certain order, right? So if you have right. an is and you have key and rock... You could say rock is key and use the rock to unlock the door. But if you said key is rock, it wouldn't unlock it. Uh, right. If you said key is rock, actually the uh, key will turn into a rock. Oh, okay. And now you will have no keys anymore because you just made rocks. Right. And then you break that and try to turn the key back into a key and it doesn't do it <laughs> because you turned the key into a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so th- it's pretty interesting, and th- these puzzles get really crazy. They introduce uh, stuff that will move on its own later, so you can like pass turns by pressing a button, and it'll just like advance one step or whatever. And it, this, some of this stuff is so nuts. And like I said, we've only been doing it for a little while, and like maybe we'll get better at it as we go. But man, some of these are really hard. <laughs> we like this. We've sort of literally sat there just staring at a puzzle for like. 20 minutes trying to figure out what you can do. Um, yeah, some of these are just, it's just really, really tough. It, it is cool though. Like, I think this is such a cool idea for a puzzle game, but man, it is just tough. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't want to dissuade people from playing it because it's so fun. Like it's so cool, but like, it's one of those ones where you do a couple and then you're like, all right, my brain is fried. I have to do something else. Like I, <laughs> I, I have, I have used up all my thinking ability for tonight. <laughs> I got to do something else. Yeah. This, this definitely seems like my kind of game. So yeah, it's, uh, I got it in one of those bundles. Uh, so it was, you know, a dollar or something for this for me. Um, I'm seeing it on the steam sale and it's like $12. What a deal, man. As far as I can tell, this game has a billion levels. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the kind of thing that you could endlessly iterate on. And it's definitely one of these games where they give you a world, you know, and you go into the world and there's like 15 levels in the world or whatever. And after you beat like eight, you can just leave and go to the next one. Right. And that is rad that they do that because at some point you're just going to get to one of these levels and just be like, I have no clue how to solve this. (laughs) Literally no clue. Uh so I'm going to leave and go try this other world and do, you know, push these crabs around or whatever. Maybe um, something will occur to me and I'll be back. Yeah. Tomorrow when my brain mm. is recharged. <laughs> um, so that's super cool. And I recommend people, if you want like a good tough puzzle game, that's one. And then you solve them and you feel like a genius at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, Oh my God. Is, uh, <laughs> I, is always great. I didn't know that was even possible. Oh my God. Um, that was super cool. Um, really have been enjoying being it, me is Baba. Um, all right. What else we got going on here? Uh, you know, uh, I don't, 
I'm still not all the way convinced um, that we're going to have a football season, but people are are acting like it's going to happen. Yeah, they sure are. They're making plans. Camps have started meeting for voluntary practices, I think, in a lot of the cases. Mm-hmm. A bunch of players are still testing positive for COVID, so they're not coming. Um, yep. And, you know, deals are still happening. And I know you're a big Carolina Panthers fan uh, from you know, from your home state. Oh, yeah. And I think... Did they release Cam last year? Uh, in the offseason after this past year. Right. He so got Cam hurt early on, played. right? Right. So Cam got hurt uh, during preseason, and he missed the first two games. Is that right? Of the season. And then came in and played for a couple of games before getting hurt again and going back out. Right. I remember the injuries being a being kind of his problem last year. Yep. But different injuries, of course, right? He'd had he'd had shoulder surgery and they weren't sure how he was gonna be, and his shoulder looked good, and then he wound up being out for the year with a foot injury. Right. And they got a foot thing or a leg thing and and so then they released him uh at the end of this year. Uh and people were it was always kind of like, well, he's a pretty good veteran quarterback. People were going to, you know, arguably really good veteran quarterback based on how he performed while he was in Carolina and kind of always wondered where he was going to end up. And, uh, well, Michael, I got some news, which uh, maybe you have already seen. Yeah, we do finally have an answer to that question. And it's uh, it's something that I had actually speculated on with uh, with different Panthers fan friends. And I think the consensus among most of us was you kind of knew this is how this was always going to end when they weren't able to make a deal to trade him outright and they just released him. Because if there's any team in the NFL that makes a habit of scooping up free agents for a song, it's the Pats. Yes, the Patriots have signed Cam to apparently a incentive-laden deal for one year. Yes. And here's the thing that really bothers me about this. Not, well, I mean, mostly because it's the Patriots. Um, but if, let's say Cam does great, right? He, like, gets all his incentives, the Pats do wonderful, they, you know, they get all the way to the division title or the Super Bowl again, whatever. He's on a one-year deal. Yep. You think Bill Belichick's going to re-sign Cam again the next year? Or is he just going to pick up the next free agent veteran quarterback that's sitting around on the, the wire, right? Yeah, given his uh, his M.O. And so, you know, they, they're essentially paying what is a, a pretty below market rate for a quarterback these days. Uh, you know, and, Oh, definitely. And, you know, Cam wants to prove that he can still do it. And, you know, is a, he's not that old, really. He's like 30 or something. So... Uh, you know, many guys have played quite a bit longer than that, so no reason why he couldn't also. Um, but Bill Belichick's M.O. is to cut, they give him a year, and then cut him. And then they get compensatory picks for cutting him. Yep. Oh, by the way, they lost a compensatory pick next year because of their filming scandal. Did you know that? That happened today also. I heard about that. Very yeah. convenient of them to announce both of these things at the same time. Hmm. Uh, and if they then cut Cam, they would get not the same level of pick, but they would get an additional pick that year, um, like much later than the one they lost. I think they lost a third round or something, and they'd be getting like a sixth or a fifth round or something. Still, though. Something, right? So that's like a, yeah, it's conspiracy talking. Who knows? Like, I'm sure if he was somehow instrumental in them winning the Super Bowl or whatever, they would re-sign him next year. But, you know, maybe it would still only be a one-year thing. And he wouldn't be getting $40 million like he would be, you know, some of the other clubs. Man. <laughs> you ready? Are you ready to see that uh, Tom Brady, Cam Newton Super Bowl? God, is it possible to root for no one? <laughs> I, 
Look, I mean, do, I, do you pull for the Pats or do you pull for Brady or yeah, cheer that's for the refs. You cheer for the refs at that point. Cheer for the refs <laughs> and hatch these guns. Yeah, ah, uh, too bad he retired, man. His son is a is a ref though. That's true. Maybe he's uh, learned the swollenness in the way of his father. Um, yeah, I, it's man. I don't know. That's such a bummer. I. Not because I, I I like Cam. He seems very pleasant and a great player, and I would love for him to be paid what he is worth and do wonderful on a team, you know, of a, a great team by all accounts. I just don't want to root for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one thing that I will say, and I I pull, I always pull for Cam. Um, the one thing that I will say is that in going to the Pats he will have something that he never really had in Carolina, which is an offensive line that will actually really protect him. Yeah, that's true. Carolina Carolina never invested in an offensive line like they should have to protect a quarterback like Cam. Yeah, it's really, you know, so I I think about it, you know, because like I played fantasy a bunch. And so like I think about it from the fantasy perspective and like, yeah, Tom Brady was an okay fantasy quarterback, right? He was never putting up a billion points every week like cam was um you know back of those first few years or like some of the other guys do like james winston who throws a billion interceptions but also throws a hundred long balls every game right yeah you're not bill belichick's not going to do that (laughs) but what bill belichick is going to do is short passes to james white (laughs) or you know turn and run up field for a bunch of yards or give cam the run pass option and cam newton runs for five yards you know like that's the kind of stuff that is that they are going to do. And with a line to actually protect him, you know, you might get five yards instead of one. Yeah. And, or, or in a goal line situation, Brady was never going to take the ball in himself. Cam, however. And like, even then, you know, you say that he would never do that, but Brady absolutely did QB sneak it a few times, right? Sure. Every once in a while. And, and that's where that, that kind of works for him, right? Is Oh, Brady never takes it in himself until he does. Right. Exactly. And Cam Newton, well, Cam Newton is definitely taking it in until he's not. (laughs) And then the guy on the outside, you know, whoever it is this year or James White or whoever. It's a, a receiver who slipped off the end of the line. Right. You know, or he's like two steps off the end of the line and then, you know, Cam jumps but actually laterals it and there you go, touchdown. Yeah, it's, man, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. I hope, yeah. uh, wish him all the best. Um, I hate that franchise. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm very yeah, conflicted on this. Just, it's it's one more reason why I want to see a football season this year. Yeah. Yes. I would like to see football too. And in order to facilitate that, maybe everyone should wear your masks. You know, I don't think that's too much to ask. Please, out there, folks, just just put them on. It's not that tough. I'm not, uh, yeah. I would rather not do it, right? Like, I would rather not wear a mask. But sure, I think we all would. Yeah, I think everyone would rather not do it. But, um, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. I would also rather not pay taxes, and I would rather not pay rent, and I would rather not... Uh, you know, do a lot of things that I am required to do. And this is one of those things, you know, just got to be, got to be conscientious of the fact that there's a pandemic and sick people and you got to do something about that. And if wearing a mask is the price we pay, it's not that bad of a price really. Yeah. All right. What we're saying is take care of yourselves. Yeah. And, and be nice to other people, you know, just be, be good to each other. Be excellent to one another. Be excellent. Did we talk about that on this podcast last week? We touched on it briefly, yeah. God. I can't believe they're doing that again. Face the music. Can't believe they're making another one of those. All right. Well, if people want to tell us, if they want us to face the music, uh, oh, I should say, um, we know everyone loves food crimes, and there will be more food crimes next week. Uh, We are... We're off the beat this week. We wanted to wait for Andy to come back because I'm sure we have some truly criminal acts of food. He will, he will, let me just tease it by saying he will have a spicy take for you next week. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Uh, and if people want to give us their spicy takes, Michael, where can they do that? 
They can email us at podcast at we were gamers. Uh, we love getting emails, especially when you disagree with us on our food crimes. Yeah, put food uh, crimes in the top of there so that we know what you're doing about that. That's very helpful yeah, for us. Yeah, put put peanut butter waffle in the headline for Andy. <laughs> yes, do it. Uh, you can also go to our website, wewergamers.com. You can find us on the social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are we Were Gamers on all those places. You can subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can find us. Uh, and you should check us out on YouTube. Yes. We've got our YouTube channel with uh, some extra content on there. Our subspace transmissions, our carbon scoring, all kinds of other... Those po- those pods are available in the feed as well, so you don't have to yes. look too far for them, but they are nicely separated on the YouTube in a very easy-to-browse way, so that's helpful for those 